Hi, I'm Diane Hullett, and welcome to the Best Life, Best Death podcast. I'm here today with artist, writer, and therapist, Kate Schneider. Hi, Kate. Hi. And I, I found Kate through, I guess, through a posting on Facebook about a book that she's made called Headland. And I was immediately drawn to the artwork of the book and what was written about the book. And so I reached out to Kate and asked her if she'd like to be on my podcast. And she's got a lot to share about her story, about this book and what she's also been going through the last couple months. So Kate, what do you want to tell listeners about yourself? Um, well, I just had a major brain surgery, which feels um, like the first time I've said that out loud. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing well. I feel like I'm, you know, they found a tumor and, um, but I'm, I'm dealing with it really well. Yeah. And you're, you're quite young. I mean, I don't know how old you are, if you want to say, but yeah, I'm 30 years old. I, I kind of have this, like this reframe, which is why me? And then it's like, why not me? Yeah. And it feels less victim-y to see it that way. Absolutely. And you were telling me they, you kind of found it because you were having some brain fog that kept getting foggier. And I assume finally kind of a scan. Right. So I had a seizure and I, my fiance, uh, I, I, uh, I like passed out and I was having like increasing brain fog, really debilitating. I did my interview for interstates. I said, I did that like in the midst of like brain fog. And I'm quite proud of myself actually, because I was like really working through it, you know? Yeah. You're right smack in the middle of it. So in April you had surgery and now it's like mid-May. I mean, it's not, it's not been that long and here you are. Yeah. What's your, what's your background as an artist? Have you always drawn? Yeah. You know, I've always drawn and I was always kind of like proud of, of like being the artist and, uh, and then, and then I kind of like put it away for a while, but I never really, um, I never really could keep it that long. You know, I was like, I was like, oh, let me pick up the pencil and, and uh, do a little doodle and, and then it just kind of crept into my life and it stuck around. I think that artists, like we, we should all be artists and um, we all like need outlets for potential art. And um, whether that's music, whether that's um, sculpture, or, like painting or drawing, we, we all kind of like put the pencil down. I think that Linda Berry said that we all stopped drawing at around age 10 or 12. And we find that with visual worlds, um, children's books have a lot more like versatility and, and the spectrum is much wider. And I think we all need, we all need it. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's one of the reasons I was attracted to kind of talking to you further, because I think there's something really powerful about looking at the images in your book 
And then there's also something really powerful about making images, whether it's, you know, however, like you said, however you do that, we need a creative outlet. How, how did you come to this story? I mean, if I describe the book to listeners, it, it doesn't have a lot of words. It's yeah. um, all on, it's pencil drawing. Is that right? Color yeah. pencil on kind of a, kind of a, a rough paper. And so mm-hmm. the paper allows for kind of like the texture to come through in a really beautiful way. But how did you decide to make this book and this, this subject matter? Um, going back six years, I was like, I'm going to make a book that feels like I can live inside it for a long time. And I kind of played around with the story and, you know, I just, I kind of came to this, I mean, it was a long time <laughs> going back and forth and, and edits and, and yeah. So kind of, I, I think- from concept, I can imagine there was a lot of sort of thinking about the concept because yeah. the concept is that the main character is an older woman. And in the very first few pages, she has a stroke. And yeah. sort of what happens for her in that experience. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of, I don't know, I, 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 I jiggled, <laughs> I juggled, um, I jiggled and juggled the, the art and the writing. And I just decided to do both because, uh, you know, why not? And it, it felt right you know but it felt um it felt really hard you know it felt like the writing was the reward (laughs) and that's how it's supposed to be yeah Um, yeah how did you come up with the characters honestly I pulled from my grandma and my grandma was a real force and she she was martyry and she was like beautiful and complicated and, and just like really brave and and then Audrey who was a diva and who uh like didn't want to let anybody um in you know and then and then she let me in and I felt really proud of you know I felt like I could connect with her and, and, and Audrey was an older woman is that right and you were a caregiver for her yeah, my grandma died a week before Audrey and I started working together. There was this connector. I, I felt like there was this um, symmetry, this cosmic symmetry that, that um, they were both from the same town in England. And wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they both drank the same Bristol cream sherry and they both loved uh, tortoises. I mean, gr- grandma had a tortoise, Norman, <laughs> and Audrey loved to watch the birds. Beautiful. And for those who haven't seen the book, a little tortoise really becomes the woman's friend as the woman moves into more of her dementia world or her stroke post-stroke world. This little turtle shows up who's her companion. And um, how, how amazing. And the birds, the bird drawings in the book are so beautiful. I was really th- thought those were remarkable. Yeah. I've had a kind of, there's a self-protective mechanism that is involved in dementia that is 
um, I don't think dissimilar from brain surgery or trauma to the brain. And, and I don't think that it's, it's, um, it's a gradual widening, but right at that moment, there's a kind of peace that happens where you're, um, it's really hard to explain to anybody who hasn't experienced it, but what I'm focusing on is, is like, what is what I'm like, uh, is like watching TV or, or like doing my pills. And there's a kind of meditative state that descends on you that oh, it's um, like in a way it's smaller, but then there's beauty and intensity and like primacy because you're yeah. right with what you're right. doing. Right. And a lot there's, of the chatter is gone yeah. for a variety of reasons. Completely gone. And wow. it's, it's, it's amazing. And there's a kind of, I was like crash into me, you know, will my part, you know, everybody, I was like, I can handle it. <laughs> I can handle anything right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was wow, like, wow, wow. The serenity almost you're describing. Oh yeah. There, there's a kind of um peace and calm and like a quiet that that you can handle anything. And um and I really felt like I was like I was closer to Ruth than I'd ever been. Yeah, in your brain surgery experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And understanding. The, the way that you draw the, the older woman in the book is that often you, we see her in her bed, but often we see what she sees. Yeah. And so she looks like at the corners of her room or she looks at something simple out the window. And so right. you're, you're describing that kind of immediacy in that yeah. moment that yeah. has a kind of quiet to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm still processing, you know, that there's, there's beauty and there's terror and there's like all the things in between. And, um, and I don't know if I'll ever be done processing, but there, there is a way that I'm closer to Ruth than I've ever been. And that I enter it as a reader that I, I don't mean that I didn't write the book. I wrote the book, but I, I feel like I, I, I didn't write it in the sense that like, I, I'm entering it as a reader first, pre-brain surgery. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah you I enter it as, as a reader, reader and then you're like conveying something to show the reader what that experience was like. Right, right. There's, there is like a, um, like pre-brain surgery, I was like full of edits and and oh man like and then I was like post-brain surgery I was like holy shit you know like wow right I was you look at this book and just take it in interesting yeah. and you were so close then in your experience to Ruth the main character who who do you think oh, like right. I was sort of struck I mean I'm so taken by the book but I was also thinking like well wait who would I like give this to as a gift like is this yeah. Is that, has this been a helpful book for people? Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's been an outpouring of just love and, and connection. There's been my, like, uh, her father died of dementia and 
and she wrote to me and then there's been this uh, like mostly dementia, but also stroke. And yeah, I, I think that there's been, yeah. It's, it's like, it feels to me like there's books written about stroke or dementia that are kind of intellectual, but I can see how, like, if you're the adult child of someone who then has a stroke, like this gives you a window into what they might be experiencing. And almost like, a, for me, it was like a feeling of compassion for that experience and a richness to that experience that maybe I was not aware of. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really beautiful. It's, I think you're, you're speaking to that like beautiful space of stillness. Yeah. And it sounds like the turtle, I was so curious about the turtle, like the turtle came in partly because your grandmother had this relationship with a tortoise, Norman, but what, what else, what did the turtle represent to you in the story? Yeah. So, I mean, it always had to be a tortoise. Um, tortoise. Yes. Not turtle. Tortoise. <laughs> Get it right. I'll forgive you. <laughs> Um, the, the, the gestures and the old age, the way that she moves, the way that, that he moves and, and just the way that they parallel each other, they kind of mirror each other. Um, and I think that in, in, in this book, in a lot of books that I read, there's a kind of heavy handedness and you know, you're saying the same thing twice. And I didn't want that. I wanted to be fresh and, and, you know, you're in danger of, of like saying the same thing twice. And, and so I wanted to like break it up with humor and yeah, the, the tortoise was a good way for me to do that. He provided this, this like breath of fresh air and this person to talk to, you know, this creature to talk to and to, to like pick me up and, and like, like, uh, slow down. And, and isn't there an easier way to go? Right. right. Yeah. And I love that there is this sense that they're, they're on a journey together, but she's not alone. And no. there, there's this companion and kind of like a foil, I think would almost be the yeah. word, like someone to play off what she's experiencing. Right. I just, I think it's just such a poignant story. And I think, you know, one of the descriptions in the back says a sensitive, subtle, moody and wistful story, beautifully drawn. And I thought that was just a lovely description. Do you, do you have a sense, might you have another book coming? I've got something in the works, but I've um, taken a break. I've, I've got like, it's like a, a narrative prompt on mortality and yeah <laughs> awesome I'm giving Kate a thumbs up I, 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 see, I mean if there's a way to kind of bring different ways of looking at mortality through different lenses I think it's so powerful because yeah. we all take in information in different ways and if there's if there's ways to grapple with that that are visual and alternative and and yeah. it's provocative, like this book. It's not. It's not like you've provided an answer or said this is what. No, and I don't. You're just saying no. it's a glimpse of a possibility. Right. There's so much. We all make deals with life and like reckon with that and be okay with that. And like medicine prioritizes 
like we've we've medicalized mortality and mm. medicine has <laughs> um like prioritized safety but at what cost and like it it feels like hu like humor and like audrey was just begging for humor and i just i you know i i laughed with her and i and that connection people are scared to go there like people are really scared and 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 comfort and dignity and all these things that are it's really scary but it's it's like what are we even what what is the answer to it you know it's like what what is what if if not yeah <laughs> I, I was gonna say exactly that if not that what like what else do we have but dignity yeah. and connection and and right. humor you know right yeah well, I am so glad for this conversation, Kate, and I really appreciate just your vulnerability and sharing with um, us about just your current health situation that you're clearly from beautifully. <laughs> and I love this yeah. book and I can't wait to see the next one. Kate publishes her books through fantagraphics.com. That's F-A-N-T-A graphics.com. And you can also follow her on Instagram. I love her Instagram handle. It is hothouse flower. So <laughs> may you, may you thrive in the greenhouse of all creative things, Kate. Thank you so much. And thank you for making the time to talk to me. Thank you. You've been listening to the best life, best death podcast with Diane Hollett and Kate Schneider. And you can find out more about me at bestlifebestdeath.com. And you can look up Kate at probably Fantagraphics is the easiest, fantagraphics.com. And keep an eye out for her book, her graphic novel called Headland. Mm -hmm.